Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. That's, yeah, they have asked for that, really. Well, you can laugh. I'm the World Cup. I'm a little bit of an idealist, but having said that, I want to be like me. But you don't know what you're talking about. What did you want? I managed to stay alive for six days. Oh, exactly. I'd say it to your face, and I'll say it to you now. I'm down to one field, and we'll see them, won't we? What you doing down here, you surely, man? New York, I love you. But you're bringing me down. New York was his town, and it always would be. Lopez wants it away. And it's hit deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Home run by Piazza. And the next lead, 3 to 2. Muhammad Ali in the red front. Joe Frazier in the green front. Almost ready for the fight of the century. Meant to read on the forecourt. Right side from 20. Jumps. Yes. Willis has hit on his first two. Behind the I know we're going to win. I have that attitude. I feel that way. And it's not overconfidence thing. It's football sense. But easy. Onto it comes Houghton. And Houghton with the shots. And it's there. What splendid sparkling opportunism for the old left peg this time. Remember Stuttgart 88. It's Ray Houghton once again. It's Italy nil. It's Ireland 1. This is incredible. This is the very start of the Irish Times Second Captain's Football Podcast right now. Those listening have just heard the opening music, so we better let them know how much fun we're having on the rooftop of the Brass Monkey in Manhattan. Are we all having a good time? It's good to hear. Oh, the we, late we, shout, always good. Thanks again to Aer Lingus and Fitzpatrick Hotels Manhattan for making this happen tonight. Uh, they're, they're, what, what can I say about those two companies, son? What can I say? Well, I've got a couple of short notes, actually, if you just bear with me. Uh, Fitzpatrick Grand Central, it's quite literally grand and central. Uh, yes, whether it's business or pleasure, Fitzpatrick Grand Central is like a little slice of the old country right in the heart of Manhattan. Ah, Fitzpatrick. And as for Aer Lingus, son, Possibly Ireland's classiest ex- export since Val Dunican, and it's just as big in America. If it's comfort style and 98% good movies uh, on their transatlantic flights, everything except Point Break, then I've got two words for you. Air, and of course, lingus. Back to you, Owen. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> our next guest is making a life for himself in Ireland at that time after spending his childhood here in New York. He's one of our favourite comedians in the world. Show some love, please, for Des Bishop! Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. It's great to be here. 
I'm sure you remember the, that the game. Only, the only celebrity that wasn't flown out, by the way. I just happened to be here. I'm so sure you remember that I'm game here. well, Des, like the rest of us. What, the game that I couldn't see? Was yeah, the, the back the, of the screen <laughs> that you were watching there. Listen, did you get to watch many Big Ireland games as a kid in Flushing, Queens? Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched, I, I watched, we watched the 19, <laughs> this is really embarrassing, this will tell you how much we knew about Ireland, 1986 World Cup, you had to watch all the games in Spanish, I don't know if anybody was here long enough, like, there was no coverage, so we watched all the games in Spanish, but I was so ill-informed about Ireland, we didn't know that you're not supposed to be sport, supporting Northern Ireland, <laughs> so we were like, yeah, go Northern Ireland, and then later on they're like, that's not right. <laughs> Italian mean, 90, though, I mean, the Republic of Italian Ireland were in there by then. Amazing, man, amazing. Italian 90 was like the first time it was, the World Cup was on American TV and the day that I got kicked out of school which was the reason why I went to Ireland was the day that Ireland defeated Romania in the World Cup so it was uh, it, was, it was fate the very day do you want me to tell the story? Yeah, yeah. go on. There's one. God, it's a, it's a bit story. of a long story. It's freezing cold. What kind of geniuses were you guys? <laughs> like, by the way, how Irish is this? How Irish is this? It's freezing cold, okay? And Ken is sporting a fucking sunburn here. <laughs> 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 fucking sunburn on the 12th of April, whatever date it is. It was sunny and cold. I was at New York City, a big blue sky, big high sun, and I did get uh, sunburned. Watching, watching Patrick Vieira put um, a clearly disinterested Andrea Pirlo and a quite sulky-looking David Villa through there. Oh, this was uh, training up at the training New York City FC. Oh, you were, you were training up in the Bronx, were you? Oh, look, I'm a football so, man. You know, that's what I do. Let's tell a story. Again. No, it's, it's, yeah. just, just a quick version of the story. Sorry. So I got kicked out of school. I flunked out. I said it was because I had a problem with alcohol. It was unrelated. But uh, I, I did have that also. But... Uh, Anyway, long story short, I was watching the Ireland game. I was waiting for the report card to come in the mail. Like, that's how you find out if it failed more than two subjects, you flunk out of St. Francis Prep in Queens. And uh, the letter came while Ireland was playing Romania. Now, my family had become obsessed with the World Cup. I had to call my mother. She was at work. I was like, Ma, I got kicked out. She started crying. She's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Which is absolutely true. And then the, the penalty started. So I had to give her the play-by-play -play of the penalties on the phone. She completely forgot that I got kicked out of school. She was like, you know, nail-biting, you know, nail-biting. And then O'Leary pops it in the net. I'm like, no, they did it. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe Ireland are in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. And then literally, like, five seconds later, she started crying. And it's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? So anyway, what we were going to do is I was going to go to Ireland to sort of live out the, the rest of the Irish experience afterwards. It worked out well, but it's interesting that football was uh, obviously a big part of your upbringing. Can you interview George Vesey, a long-time New York sports columnist yesterday, about this idea of identity being wrapped up as, as an expat, as, as an immigrant for people coming over? And yeah. that he, he actually felt that a lot of people, certainly back in the day, would have actually shed it and got involved in American sport. Yeah, if you, if you want to be a, an American, then you don't do European things like you know, football. football. Put that away. Well, soccer, rather. Football is okay. Soccer, not okay. Yeah. I mean, I, in our neighborhood, that wasn't the case. Like, uh, our neighborhood was largely Irish and Italian. And uh, our neighborhood was just like, soccer was a big thing. And uh, it was okay to be an immigrant because we were, you know, white immigrants. Uh, so, it's, you know, like, that's the funny thing about Trump, right? Like, Trump is like, we want to build a wall in Mexico. It's like, well, you better fucking build a wall in McLean Avenue, too, because <laughs> there's... There's a lot of illegals there. There's at least 20 of them here. <laughs> Look at they're all clapping. They're like, that's right, Desi. That's right. <laughs> they're clapping and ducking at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. The immigration always come to my shows. They always get a good haul out of my gigs. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, I think, I think uh, in other parts of America that was the case. And I'm sure you've noticed here, and I'm sure the crowd have noticed that, like, even though 
soccer, football, whatever, is getting bigger and bigger in America, there's still this resentment amongst the mainstream sort of, uh, you know, sports media here. It's always like, ah, soccer, you know, like Boomer and Carton are on the morning, and Carton is always like, ah, soccer, like, whatever, you're still talking about soccer, Boomer, you know, like, there's this, like, there's a kind of an ignorance towards it. So it does take a while to change that. But in New York, and certainly in Long Island, like, Long Island Junior Soccer League was always, uh, it was always kind of the biggest sport for kids. And then... In the past, the kids would move on to other sports later on, but now they don't move on because there's a, there's a future in, in soccer here in America. You got your revenge in USA 94 anyway. I presume the, you got the bragging rights against your Italian neighbors. Oh, the neighbors. Italians, man. See, I don't know how many people here like, have been here a long time, but like the Irish and Italians, there's a good rivalry. And Italians, like, like they're good people, but they're like arrogant bastards. You know, like... <laughs> Like, like, I don't know, their mothers, like, love them or something. So, you know, well, like, like obviously our mothers love this too, but they, they're not allowed to show it. So <laughs> I always say, oh, no, it's not that my mother didn't love me. She just forgot to let me know. But, uh, but you know, the Italians, like, their mothers love them, so they, they got this confidence, like, you know, like self-belief. And uh, so they took, it was annoying to be around them because they were just so, like, full of themselves. Like, imagine going to school with, like, 50 Ronaldos. That was like growing up in my neighborhood. So all the Irish kids would be like, well, Jesus, they're very confident, aren't they? So uh, th- mentally, and it, we had this accent. So, uh, so when, when Scalacci scored and fucking, you know, we had to live around that. You were in Ireland, like you could all like just, just drown your sorrows. We were surrounded by like the Petrocellis who were like, in your face, Bishop, in your fucking face. So, uh, so 94 was sweet. sweet. And Owen Sullivan, God rest him, he, he, he died a few years ago. He was uh, our next-door neighbor, and he was from Wicklow, and he was like a big, big football soccer guy. And uh, Giulio Petroselli was like a neighbor, also a great guy, but like the, the Italian rivals in our mind. And in the middle of the night after Ireland beat Italy, he, he went to Giulio's house in the middle of the night and wrapped it in green, white, and gold, like everywhere. Like, and Giulio woke up in the morning. He's like, what the hell happened to my house? But it was Owen anyway. Ken, the big news today is Barcelona out of the Champions League. Mm. What the hell happened there? So it's amazing. I mean, they've just completely fallen apart. I, I remember we were talking about this in a podcast recently. Uh, after they lost to Real Madrid, Michael Laudrup was on. Uh, Michael Laudrup was in the analysis on that on TV, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, Michael Laudrup is he's kind of this chilled out guy. He doesn't really say a whole lot. You know, he kind of doesn't give the impression that he cares about anything at all. Actually, he just." But um, he was simply, "No, knowing Barcelona, you know, knowing the Catalans." Yeah, this one defeat will be enough to completely wreck their heads. You know, this this will this will melt their heads, and 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 they. It doesn't matter that they've just had a record unbeaten run, thirty nine matches. Uh, all it takes is one defeat, and suddenly everybody starts worrying and doubting and thinking, oh, you know, we're 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 terrible again. This is exactly what's happened. I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's the it's the kind of uh, a team has never ground to a halt like this after being like such a runaway train. You know, it's literally just slammed into a cliff. And it's, uh, it's inexplicable. I mean, people will be wondering what happened to this Barcelona team for, for years. It's great to watch, though. I love <laughs> oh, watching yeah. the mighty fall. It's like pissing on a Picasso. I love watching it, man. Like, it was so much fun today. I was like, suffer, yeah. suffer. Yeah, particularly when Suarez starts throwing the elbows and you know, they start getting into the... You, you kind of see the nasty side of it. Uh, were you impressed by Ronaldo's hat-trick? I don't know if you saw the game. Are you, are you impressed by I, Ronaldo? I didn't Ronaldo, see the game. I had to, I had to yeah. review it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I think Ronaldo is an incredible thing. You know, it's like he's almost like a performance art piece or something. You know, like like it's almost like he's not real. Uh, Kieran sent me a picture of him in the dressing room. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, I think we can see it on the screen now. There <laughs> it is on screen. Yes. <laughs> I mean, wow. Like it's not even. It's this, like he's not even real. This is Ronaldo, by the way, not any of the other guys. 
It's like he's not even real, yeah. you know? Like, it's incredible. I, like, saw, I saw a tweet uh, about... You know, do you know what it's like? It's like he's permanently a wax museum exhibition, but it's actually yeah. him. Yeah. I, I, saw, uh, I saw a tweet about this. Uh, uh, it was like, uh, Cristiano, you might want to uh, put your jersey on. Uh, we're about to take a team photograph. And then Cristiano takes off shorts. <laughs> 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 That's what I do. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, Des, stay up here. We want to freeze you just a little bit more because we're going to get I'm into prepared, this. man. I went to the Met game last night. I knew it was going to be freezing. I'm like, I'm wrapped up. We're going to get into this with Sports Illustrated senior writer, Fox Sports analyst, and best selling author. Let's hear it for Grant Wall. <laughs> everyone. Grant, thanks so much for popping along to us. Yeah, this is great. What's your theory on Barcelona today? They really looked ordinary. And Atletico Madrid, just a tremendous effort over two games. I had so many people tell me over the last three or four months, there was no way anyone was going to beat Barcelona over two legs. Mm. They just couldn't do it over 180 minutes. It would have to be in a one-game situation in the final. And clearly they were wrong. And Messi didn't do anything today. They shut him down. The rest of the guys from Barcelona, they didn't really have that many chances. And I think their, their possession was like 72% today, but it didn't matter. And Atletico got the goal. And, and you have to admire just how committed Diego Simeone and Atletico are to what they do, which they do very well. Yeah, I mean, looking at Suarez, he was playing for the wrong team today. I mean, he particularly was was uh, at war with his international teammate Diego Godin. I mean, he he was left with boxer style injuries after the game today, Godin. But when I think about what's happened to Barcelona, I mean, what they've done over the last three or four months, it seems to me that the key turning point, or maybe the peak after which things started to kind of go down, was that that penalty. That penalty was the moment. It was like a fatal moment of hubris. I mean, at the, at the time, I thought it was great. But in retrospect, it was like they, they thought they, that was the moment when they started to think this is all getting a bit too easy for us. Is that what happened to Cruyff? When, when you well, I can't, I can't remember. It's like Superman 2 when he gets beat up in the diner. It's like, how did this happen? <laughs> you lost your powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did tempt the fates a little bit with that, I think. And, but it, it's amazing because... I, Barcelona at the heights of their play this year has been so much fun to watch. And you're like, nobody's going to beat them in Champions League. Nobody's going to beat them in Spain. And they're really hurting in Spain now, too, if you look at the last two weeks. There's nothing guaranteed that they're going to win any trophies at this point. Is there maybe an argument here that they need to... Because uh, this, is, this isn't the first time this has happened in terms of at the crucial point of the season, they run out of gas. I mean, they've lost to Atletico at this stage before. You know, they've lost the league to Atletico. And frequently their problem is that the players arrive at the crucial point of the season and they're not fresh anymore. I mean, Lionel Messi maybe needs to learn how to sit their games. Everybody always praises Lionel Messi, his mentality, uh, you know, his, his attitude, his professionalism. Right. But the fact is, this is a guy who will get the coach sacked if he asks him to, if, if he asks him to sit out a game. I mean, he, you know, he sulks or doesn't turn up to training. He's done these things in the past. You know, if you, you've got to be a really brave coach to tell Messi, you know, uh, maybe you're going to take a rest this week. To Messi's credit, he hasn't had any really serious injuries in his career, which when you see how many people go after him all the time is incredible. Basically the same for Ronaldo too. I mean, that to me is their ability to avoid injury, but it's not, it's one thing to avoid injury. It's another thing to 
know your body and know your limitations and know that, you know, in baseball in the U.S., we talk about, you know, having a pitch count on a pitcher, you know, there's, you can, you can do too much. And Messi was not influential. It makes me wonder what happened on this international break where Messi, Neymar, and Suarez all go back to South America, all have these really hard games they play in against each other, and then have to fly back and suddenly, two days later, play against Real Madrid. And it's almost this chain reaction now. And it's a very human thing what's happening that, to them the last couple of weeks. The turnaround, though, is the most dramatic aspect of it, really. I mean, if I, th- when, you, when you look at Ronaldo, this figure who I was saying, uh, if people are listening to our podcast a couple of months ago... <laughs> oh, I did want to bring this up, yeah. <laughs> Ken's theory was Cristiano Ronaldo is past it and should be shipped off by Real Madrid, who should be focusing on superstars like Gareth Bale. Such a dumpy, you're such a dumpy wannabe. No, man. no. This is embarrassing no, sometimes. No, it's not just... <laughs> It's not, you know, I mean, it, it's there's an obvious, it's, yeah, it's kind of clickbait. You know, oh, you know, Ronaldo's passing or whatever. There he is, can't bang it in the third goal of his hat trick. Just trying to be a contrarian. I was serious. I mean, it, I just, I just kind of feel that he's too much of an individualist. That he's too, uh, that 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 his performances were no longer meriting the fact that he's. It's impossible to play with this guy. You're only there to really to serve him. He has to be the king. Everybody else is sort of relegated to this secondary status. They're like his slaves. Um, uh, they, they, they are they're, they're slaves and I thought this, this is not when you compare it to what was happening at Barcelona you had three guys who were Messi is a little bit above them above the other two but you know really working together and more than the sum of their considerable, uh, considerable parts it seemed to me that what Real Madrid were doing at Ronaldo was a blind alley they, you know there's no way to get above uh, Barcelona with this approach which turned out to be wrong so this is your fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 how know. how uh, that's all you got to say. You, you've got to you, you've you, at least you've I admitted it was well put. It was yeah, it was, well, no, it was the put. least humble apology I've ever well. seen. <laughs> <laughs> admission admission of uh, but how big a moment mistake. was that? Honestly, was that uh, you know Wolfsburg aren't, aren't Barcelona? You know they're not Bayern Munich. But to do that when people like Ken Erdy here were questioning him, Grant, is that one of the in twenty years time when people talk about Ronaldo, will they remember this week and this hat trick as one of the big moments if they win this Champions League? Yeah. Yes, because to be down two goals coming back into this with all the pressure that comes with that. And for Ronaldo to turn in what is one of his great performances under pressure in his career, and then to contrast that with the egg that Barcelona laid today, you can't take for granted what Ronaldo did yesterday. That's why we watch sports, I, I think. you know, And, and he, he, he produced. This is a question. I don't think this question's ever been asked in any sports media. Who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> I, I mean, in what sense do you mean better? Do you mean as a, do you mean as a as a, a football player? Being. Yeah, well, yeah not as, or not a better as a human, human being. being, a better example for life. You know, a uh, better footballer. I mean, Messi's clearly a better footballer. At the moment. Uh, not, not this week, not so but this week. <laughs> on average, you know, over the last uh, ten years, I think he has been. I, I don't know if I find Ronaldo's psychology so so bizarre. I mean, do you you see how much drama there is around him. I mean, last night his his hat trick was this incredible performance, this incredible achievement, but lived with such. Uh, th- sort of, uh, sort of drama. Did you see Messi li- walking off the pitch? Did you what? see Messi walking off the pitch? Zero tonight? motion. Yeah. Zero motion. Just like, like uh, completely blank. Yeah. You know, it was just str- straight off there. He looks the same when he scored a hat trick. You know, in a big match, he just same deadpan kind of. Maybe uh, that's the key. Exit. 
I don't know. To not get too high or too low. I, have you guys seen the Ronaldo film? It's on iTunes, oh, yeah. the documentary. It's and amazing. it has so many ridiculous but wonderful scenes in which there's one when he's sitting next to his agent. And Ronaldo says, and this is like he's not joking or anything. And he says to his agent, you are the Cristiano Ronaldo of agents. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone just sort of smiles, and, and there's no joke. There's but that's no got to be the highest compliment he could pay to anyone. It's a pretty big it was compliment a nice moment. Cristiano Ronaldo. Where does Zlatan Ibrahimovic fit into this, guys? Uh, he's out of the Champions League again this year, Grant. And, and this is what's going to be thrown at him every time. It's, it's a bit of, maybe it's a bit of a UK-based way of looking at things, because he's never got the love there. But surely he can't be compared to the greats, even of the modern era, if he consistently flunks out of the Champions League like this? No, he can't. For me, Ibra is more of a moments guy where I'll remember very specific moments about his career. The, the goal against England, the overhead from how far out that was. Um, the Ajax goal where he beat so many guys in the box. Um, but those are moments and that's cool and that's another reason we watch sports but like as far as like career admiration nah you could say he won a league title every year so apart no. from 2000 whatever There's, it was no, I think he missed one year I mean I'm not going to go so far as you know our, our friend Miguel Delaney yesterday I think had some statements about empty titles or something like that yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. easy titles I mean like these are not always easy leagues he's been playing in um I like interviewing Ibrahimovic. I think he's a guy who says what he thinks and, and doesn't give a crap at all about what anyone else thinks. He's like willing to go after Guardiola and Louis van Gaal and all these guys. I think he's coming to the U.S. before too long, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that possibility. Because uh, he could probably make a lot more money in China is the only thing. Um, I, I think he, there are advantages to living. I was talking to some of the guys at New York, uh, that, New York City today. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I, I should really ask you that. But with the, out of New York City, the guys were talking about they were, you know, they were talking about Frank Lampard, and you know, he's he's got this persistent calf injury, and he's a guy who just has ignored injuries his whole life. You know, he play, I think he has a record for consecutive appearances in the Premier League. You know, he just never. It's not that he's never injured; he just never pays any attention to the injury. So if he's out, it must be a bad injury. So they were kind of thinking. Maybe Yaya Toure, maybe Yaya Toure would come here. We could buy a Lampard and get Yaya Toure. This wasn't the club officials talking. This is journalists, <laughs> journalists speculating. Um, but you know, the what was the point? Something to do with <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, uh, the the advantage that uh, one of them said they said we're in the brass know, monkey can fair, in New York. To be fair, Yaya Toure can make a lot more money in, in China than he can for New York. He's like, yeah, but he can breathe here. You know, there are yeah, advantages. That's a big thing, man. With the yeah, air. no, I does not want to be a sports person in China. How like. would Zlatan Ibrahimovic go down in China? Oh, I think he would go down pretty well. I mean, like Stefan Marbury went to China. Uh, his famous great. Knicks play with like a terrible attitude, like absolute dick and then he goes to China and becomes like a hero because rudeness and ignorance are like celebrated over there so it's like we love stuff like Marvin he's so funny so they like he's like a hero there now you know I, I, I think that's the, Ma Belli that's how they say like Ma Belli like that's the three characters Ma Belli the people who really love Ibrahimovic and who really hate him are responding to the same thing about him which is, which is his persona you know it's actually got nothing to do with him as a footballer because as a footballer he's incredible I mean, he's one of the most glorious freaks of nature that's ever played the game. But he, his personality is like two sizes bigger than his mm -hmm. talent. 
Uh, and some people love that, and some people just despise them for it. And it's where you get, you know, easy titles. Like, there are not really any easy titles. It looks like an easy title because Ibrahimovic is in the team, scoring more goals than anyone in the league and, you know, grinding everyone down and playing well every week. But he's just maybe even more arrogant than he deserves to be, <laughs> and, and some people don't like that. I did a story recently for Sports Illustrated, or did the reporting. I spoke to about five or six different players in Europe, and I asked Ibrahimovic to be part of it. And he was the only one of these athletes, and these are all very high-profile guys in Europe, the only one who demanded to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> and I was like, I, you got a chance. We can't guarantee it, my man. And he was the only one who said no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, Grant, listen, it's been absolutely great having you on and brilliant to have Des Bishop as well. I think we'll get a huge ovation, please. Uh, thanks. Des Bishop and Grant Wall, thanks so much. Special guys. honor for me. I've always loved your show. Uh, brilliant to hear Des. All its hear formats. <laughs> That's a wrap. We don't talk about the old formats. Yeah, you got too big for your boots. We'll discuss that the next time. <laughs> we'll discuss that the news talk situation next time. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what he's talking about. All right, that's a wrap for the Irish Times Second Captain's football podcast from Brass Monkey. Say goodbye to the listeners of the football podcast, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>